All right. right, so welcome everybody to Bad Week Stories Made Good this week. And Emma, how are you down in New Zealand? It's beautiful oh. to see a little bit more light of, of Waiheke Island coming through. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Happy Matariki. So it's, um, well, <laughs> it's Matariki week. And what's Matariki week? Well, this is our Māori New Year. So we have a new public holiday in New Zealand, which we um, got last year, was our first year, and it's Matariki, and it's our first Māori um, Indigenous, the Indigenous people of New Zealand, so it's the first uh, first holiday. And it relates to the Māori New Year, as I just said, um, all about midwinter. So you're noticing there's some more light coming, but we are midwinter now, and... Um, Matariki relates to the stars that they can see at this time. We can see at this time of the year. It's the Pleiades um, group, which is what other people call it, and it's a, has a feature of blue stars, luminous blue, hot blue stars. So, yeah. So it's time for us to look up at the sky. Although you can probably see the clouds behind me, there's not been a lot of stargazing at night. <laughs> But it's the time for us to um, reflect. It's a beautiful celebration. It's all about reflecting on um, people we've lost, so um, those who've passed, and also talking about um, celebration of our harvest. So, you know, the year that's been, the food that's been harvested, um, the kai, what they call it, and the kai moana, so out of the oceans. So it's a time for getting very grounded and connected with um, the people around us, but also our nature and our resources that we have available. So it's a beautiful thing to be celebrating. And yeah, I'm going, I'm going to celebrate it with some family up in the far north, which is um, a beautiful place to be for uh, Matariki. So yeah. And do you say happy Matariki day? Is that yes, the great day? Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy so happy <laughs> So anyway, what is our bad work story this week? Well, I kind of I kind of want to glow in that beautiful welcome about <laughs> yeah. instead of talking about a bad work story. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's we're what we're here to do the business. Story and make it good. Give it let's give it some of that blue star glow. So the bad work story for us this week comes from a industry piece that I was doing um, a couple of weeks ago on resilience, right? The big R word since oh, COVID. Yes. And yeah. I was with a group and the premise I put to them was, you know, is, is resilience becoming a dirty word or is it actually still the pathway to well-being and higher performance? And interesting enough, Mm. A third of the people in that group right, thought it was a dirty word that is actually becoming yeah. misused Absolutely. and is used yeah. to the point that it's kind of like code to basically just suck it up, tolerate bad behaviours and do, you know, do more with less. And, you know, yeah. that blame piece that, you know, if you complain or you kind of can't do it or you're not tough enough, it's like, yeah, like yeah. literally not tough enough. You know, Definitely you that to- not tough enough is coming through, isn't it? Like people are wearing the resilient badge like armour. I'm resilient, you know. It's sort of like really putting on putting on this this face, this, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, tough, it's a tough word to use actually in business right now. 
Yeah. And so the premise, you know, well, how is it a bad story is for me the when the blame, when, when the individual is blamed for something that's missing in the system, right? Mm. So you're not tough enough, you're not resilient enough, you're not bouncing yes. back, you don't have this, you know, your physical resilience, your mental, your spiritual resilience. Yes. And it's used as kind of a smokescreen or this kind of term, uh, I don't you know if you know it's a word I made it up, which was cultural distraction. Like it distracts yeah. from what really is going down in a culture. Right? Yes. And instead of looking at the system and the whole and how it's interconnected and systemic, we go, oh, we just need some resilience training or you're not yeah. tough enough, you're weak or you're not good enough or you need to develop yeah. an easy experience. Yeah, that- let's put the Band-Aid on it. Let's get in the, the trainers. Yeah. <laughs> get some and- resilience training on you. Go on. <laughs> and before anyone jumps on us, right, resilience is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, let's, let's just for a moment, like, get that really clear, right? Personal resilience or personal responsibility and how I show up in the world and how, for me, it's that's about fitness, right? You know, how am I mentally fit? How am I physically fit? How am I spiritually fit to cope with, one, our crazy world, right, you know, and, you know, there's only more and more crazy stuff happening, you know, and I'm, you know, like cost of living, you know, all the VUCA things, you know, the war, you know, not to mention ultra-processed foods now or the toxicity, you know. I mean, the list is, yeah. you know, just goes, 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 right? Yeah. Stress, lack of, sleep, lack of sleep, too much, you know, overstimulation, all that stuff. Yep. That being blue, like blah, 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 all of that yep. stuff, right? I mean, just to freaking survive as a human being, you've got to be resilient, right? Exactly. We wouldn't be here right now if <laughs> we hadn't, didn't have some resilience. And I heard, um, as we're recording this, Wimbledon's on, and today I, you know, saw and heard this most amazing story about resilience, right? Well, I'm saying it's resilience, was, um, so this is the Ukrainian player, um, Elena, um, and her surname escapes me at the moment, but she's now in the semifinals. She, six months ago, she had a baby. Three months ago, she started playing tennis again. Last week, she got the wild card into Wimbledon, and today she beat the world's number one woman player, woman's tennis player, to get her place in the semifinals. Now, I mean, how resilient is that? Like her body, like physically and mentally, she was down and up in those sets, but she fought. And her part of her mental resilience, um, she says, is now that, Best thing that ever happened to me was being a parent, but being a mum. And now mm-hmm. I'm fighting not not only for her country, but for her child. Right? I mean, how mm-hmm. you know it's a goose goosebump kind of story, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I mean that is all amazing resilience. So we're not talking about that stuff. We're talking no. about when it is abused. Okay. Yeah. So how can we make this good? A good work story. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a sip. I'll have a sip of water. <laughs> Not a sponsor's break, but a sip. Um, <laughs> so I think the you know when I was concerned, like how do we how do we make this good? Well, I think the first mm. thing is, is um, to continue to work on our own. You know what what resonates for us as individuals, right? You know, so how are we happy with what we're working on is 
you know, as our resilience piece. Understand, that's that self-awareness, isn't it? I mean, you know, certainly for me during COVID, um, you know, there was a lot of talk about resilience and and it did hit me. (laughs) You know, it did. I was, I did find myself, um, I felt myself trapped. I felt myself, you know, like I did have a fear reaction. Um, And, you know, for me, one of the things um, was, was actually gratitude. I, I, you know, decided that pulling in a daily practice of gratitude, you know, I was safe, I was in a beautiful place, um, this wasn't too apocalyptic, you know, my family was with me, um, we were warm, we were, we had, you know, enough food, you know, so for me, a lot of gratitude um, helped me in that, um, in that, you know, in that time. So, yeah, I think mm. self-awareness about how, how you react and what your triggers are that might might be taking you down, yeah? Yeah, totally. And, and working that foundation and, and um, anyone new to our channel, you know, please look at past, um, past episodes, you know, where we've talked a lot about, you know, the foundations around sleep, around nutrition, hydration, social movement, you know, movement saved my ass numbers of time and my mental, yeah. you know, well-being, like moving, being in nature. And, you know, getting all those foundational pieces in play and, you know, making sure that they don't slip, right, you know, mindfulness, yeah. the gratitude. I mean, you know, yesterday, or... yesterday I had a bad, I had a bad day because I had a bad sleep. I just, you know, literally struggled to, so my resilience was probably down. If you'd thrown a whole lot of stuff at me yesterday, extra to what I had on my agenda, in fact, already I had to put a few things off because I needed to focus on one piece of work and literally I didn't have the capacity because of my lack of energy to expand out to do good quality work for clients. So, you know, I focused on what I needed to do, but it was sleep that was causing my problem. Hmm. Yeah. And, and being able to make, uh, adjust your decision-making around that, like you just did, you know, like to adapt and focus, you know, like instead of pretending or trying to do everything, just, you know, adapting with the energy, you know, and attention that you had, right? So I think, yeah. you know, continuing to have that awareness and work on our own resilience, you know, whatever we're working on is a good habit, is a great is a great way to start. The second piece which really feeds into, you know, how do we make this a better story is, you know, to look for when it's like creep, you know, the boundaries, when creep starts to happen. And my example is like, you know, when when the extreme behaviours, which, you know, like a crisis happens, right, become Mm -hmm. the norm. So an example, you know, we've all... You know, it's like, yes. oh, we've got, we've got to push through, we've got to work hard, we've got to do this, we've got to do an all-nighter or, you know, like we just yeah. pulled together this week, you know. Yeah. And then suddenly that kind of we're all in this together, we're pushing a little harder, we're expanding, you know, our hours and our and our energy and less sleep, less this, less that, for, for a specific purpose and result becomes the normal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And then, then it's like, well, we always do this. And if you can't do you used to do it last week. Why can't you do it this week? Yeah. Well, week, I've, I've, often was, heard, I've often heard with teens that they say we're really yeah. good in a crisis. And yeah. I'm like going, okay, so, mm, so what are you doing? And then in between the crises, they basically just relax and sit back and take some time, but ready for the next kind of. But you know that's not healthy. That's not a that's not a sign of a good way of working. 
<laughs> Davida's, you know, going from one crisis to the next. And I think what we've become a lot stronger and more aware of is recovery, right? Yeah. You know, so it's that recovery phase. And I think, you know, in, in terms of, you know, working with flow and, and, and personal recovery, professional recovery, you know, athletes have this down. They go from, you could say, like one crisis, which is a performance, to the next. But in between, they have a very, very clear recovery protocol. And, you know, I just spent the last weekend with a group of CEOs, you know, really working through what are their recovery protocols for mm. life, right, you know, in between mm. the ticket items in their life. And, um, and, and I think it's that creep, right? So, for example, you know, speaking last weekend, right, I was up at 4.30 in the morning. Right. So already, and anyone who's travelled, you know, you know you don't, well, I don't sleep well. Do you sleep well the night before you travel? Yeah, no. And my is going around, have I packed all the right things? I'm, I'm limited luggage carrying on. Have I got enough things? I mean, what's the weather like? Have I had the right clothes, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. And then have I got the right facilitation gear? And have I got power, pa you know, like all that stuff, right? And then you realise yeah. you're flying by an air and you have to print out stuff, right? Well, I do because I'm... Um, <laughs> You know, like the all that stuff goes on. So then you yeah. literally get to the airport, right? And you, you know, like you're, you're, you know, I'm, I'm a bit wide. Then you're getting on a plane, and then you're getting off a plane, and it's suddenly, you know, twenty degrees hotter than it was where you know, when you left. Yeah, you're dealing Gosh, with all yeah. the stuff going on, right? And then exactly. Out, I'm taking care of everything and you know I'm trained to do this because I've been doing it for a long time yeah but 20 years ago even 10 years ago I wouldn't have thought twice about doing this every week every single week no. right I've done that's it. right I've done it yeah. for a long time and I thought it was normal until yeah. you crashed I crashed yeah right? and then you know, hang on this is not normal and this is not no. like a normal pattern and I blew my adrenals out superwoman stuff and then you wonder why yeah. I'm exhausted and um you know yeah. you're going through menopause or what you're going through and family stuff and you think oh. yeah you children I did I did it when I had young children you know and yeah. it's tough it's really tough yeah yeah and then it's, it is, you know, it's not a healthy way to live yeah exactly so how do we how do we um you know like look at that and go well that's not actually you know, like, you know, and of course, everyone will make their own mind up. For, but for me, it's like, you know, that resilience is not a, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm not resilient. It means that I'm, my recovery is different now that I'm, you know, older to actually, yeah. I have different needs of recovery. It's not that I'm not resilient. It's yeah. like. The, pro the problem is that, you know, that's a treating of machines, like uh, humans like machines. It's, you know, that basically, you know, turn the switch and you're on and, you know, pushing at full capacity. And, you know, we want to get more and more out of these units. Um, you know, we want to, you know, more higher production. There's, you know, so much stress. And and yet we, we aren't machines. Uh, you know, things do break. Yeah. <laughs> things, things are, you know, not are required for us to be in optimal performance. Yeah. Um, and I think what I, you you hit on a word that I, you know, like I've heard before, right, the machine machine analogy. And I, you know, when I was looking at, um, you know, preparing for this thing, the, the, you know, the word resilient has been used so much before HR people got a hold of it or before it became into our, you know, kind of, you know, corporate vernacular. It was about machine. It was about organizations, machines, and things. 
like you know the elasticity of nylon for example like are we you know came with the bouncing back and then suddenly it's been kind of transported into the into using with humans so and then I'm thinking like what else can we do in culture right so we need to be aware of our own level of fitness and what's right for us and values aligned and fit for purpose right what's our purpose as parents as as people then to be aware of this creep around extraordinary input for purpose like oh I'm really excited to support this group of people or hey we have a crisis happening or you know like you've been working with your charities and you know like you've all hands on deck to support a particular purpose, right? I mean, happy to yeah. do that. It's energizing, you know. It actually is. Yeah. It has that self regeneration piece. But when a culture, you know, hides the inadequacies uh, through yeah. the blame, shifting that blame, that to me is red light. You know, warning signals going off all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I think, you know, like... So what would that, you do in an organisation if that was what, you know, how you were experiencing yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, one of the pieces is to go back to the, you know, tool of reflection, right? You know, mm. sort of say, like, well, what's going on? Like, and that awareness of exhaustion and pushing, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if things are hard, if we're not hitting flow, if we're not in, in, in getting it to a piece that it's regenerating, it's fun, we're collaborating, we're in the, you know, we're... We're in that sweet spot, you know, we're in the zone. Yeah. But what is going on? Like, why are we yeah. pushing? What is what is going on that we're pushing up against? You know, yeah. doing the regular debriefs, you know, just because it's busy, hard, huge workloads and we're good at pushing through doesn't mean it's the right thing. You no. know, like, like what are we really standing for? So I think it's kind of that um, a regular audit, you know, of yeah. – um, you know, what's going on is very useful. The regular debriefing, you and I have spoken, um, yep. you know, a number of times on Definitely. this, you know, yes. about what's working, what's not, what do I do differently? We've talked about good, ugly, bad and awesome. You know, yep. what was me in this situation? And then really yeah. following through. So you're really honouring the values and commitment and purpose that we have and not letting the fact that we made that result, we got through it, kind of be the the celebration piece. It's like, yes, and, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like what, yeah. How can we continuously fine-tune things so that yeah. we can self-generate? I don't know. Is, is there anything else that we're missing? From totally. That? Yeah, and I think really understanding your triggers that really um, take you out when you feel like you're overwhelmed and you're not coping. I mean, you know, the ability to bounce back um, – needs nurturing so you know that 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 what do you need in in that time like can you take a walk outside can you you know this is the thing that you know when like yesterday I was tired I needed fresh air I needed some energy so I needed to do some exercise and you know that helped me but understanding knowing those triggers and knowing what you can do to self-care um through through those times so that you can get back into the zone back on track um, with yeah. your own level of energy, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's two two yeah. things. One is one is feeding off what you just said, and to realize that because this came up in an exec coaching piece the other day, which was and to realize that as actually work, it's not something that I do on the side. You know, no. it's actually this is the work of leadership. Like my walk in the morning is yes. not skiving off. 
No. Uh, me walking in the morning is part of my work, right? You know, okay. or getting my founder or, you know, my breath work, you know, my journal entering. It's all part of what the re- new definition of work is. And the other piece exactly. on culture is, I think as a tool to monitor this, is speaking up against the status quo. Yeah. Right. And, you know, when did we last hear someone really challenge the way we do things around here? And did we listen totally. to them? Yeah. So have you know, courage, you know, take heart, get, you know, get yeah. get involved in what is right, what is needed. And, you know, you won't be the only person that is suffering and struggling. Um, and, you know, this is not a competition to see who can, who can hang out the longest. Um, mm-hmm. Because basically, if you are silent in these toxic cultures, um, then you are a part of the problem just as much as everybody else. So, you know, speaking up and, and starting uh, a turn for good, uh, uh, again, a raising awareness. So this is like having self-awareness, but also raising awareness in the organisation. And as we always say, back to our purpose and our culture, what's in our values? Do we have care in our values? <laughs> and yet we're treating everyone like, you know, machines that can just work hard out 24-7 and with minimum maintenance, um, you wouldn't. You wouldn't treat a high-performance engine, uh, yeah. you know, a, a, that was, you know, pushing out production. Um, you would not have a maintenance schedule for it. You would not have, you know, um, some downtime. So, you know, let's make sure that we, we are aware of, you know, our own awareness in the organisation, bringing that up totally. Love it. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Hopefully you've, you know, several points that we've um, listed here will or chatted about, Emma and I, are resonating with you. You know where to come if you, you know, we understand that some things in your life, bad work stories, a kind of, you know, a little bit more urgent or or require a little bit more in-depth, you know where to find us. All the details are below. Um, But, yeah, go make your bad work stories good. Bye for now. See you. See you. Bye.